Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You are listening to Racing Nation, and our thanks to Southeast Queensland Virtual Assistance. Let's have a look at this meeting from Sandown this weekend. Nine races on the program. Just the man to find us a few winners from the puntingbaron.com.au. Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, very, very well. Well, interesting looking meeting from Sandown. It's nice and yeah. treacherous. Uh, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. I have to admit, uh, there's sometimes you do the form. But I guess in hindsight, last week a few jumped off the page fairly easily and it didn't turn out that way. <laughs> uh, the week weekend before at Flemington, we hunted for a bit of value, didn't look as easy, worked out all right. So uh, maybe there's a little bit in that uh, because, yeah, I'll be playing pretty wide on... Saturday. This is a very tricky looking program. Uh, yeah, this Sandown track, as we've spoken about a few times, has gone through a lot of work in recent times. There's been a fair amount of rain around Victoria today, so I think it's going to be pretty testing conditions. I know at the moment it's only a soft five, but uh, from what I could see, that was from an inspection done on Wednesday morning at 7am. We're recording at 8pm on Thursday night. So I'm guessing it's probably a little bit worse than a soft five given the Armageddon abominable scenes we've seen here in Melbourne today. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be yeah, pretty well, watching, watching a few at Kilmore and even Warrigal or wherever they were, the trots were on as well, and it looked to be raining sideways. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't imagine there'd be a big crowd at Warrigal Trot. <laughs> no, that was the that was the dogs. That was the dogs. Oh, was the dogs. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the Warrigal okay, dislickers, well, but well, yeah, they might have two more than what would be at the trots. Uh, <laughs> the square gators are going around somewhere. I, I, anyway, I can't remember. Anyway, they, they were on. They were on as well. But uh, yeah, no. But, but the point being, the Ballarat it might have been. Oh, actually, no, no, they're, no, they're on tonight. Charlton, sort of was Charlton. Look it up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, well, I mean, yeah, even, looking it looked tonight at, even looking tonight at Packenham, speaking of tracks that have gone through a fair bit of work, that track looks very tired. They've uh, been getting into that a fair bit. So that's going to be interesting because the rail does move back to the true position for the first time in quite a few months. So it'll be interesting as to how that plays. It certainly hasn't been a disadvantage to be up on speed on Sandown Hillside in recent times, and I'm thinking that might probably be the way it'll play on Saturday with those testing conditions because it's just too hard to make ground from the back. Those horses trying to make ground from the back, are, they're just gone by the time they actually catch up to the horses up front. Um, so it's racing quite differently to a normal Sandown hillside where we often see horses, you know, kind of getting out to the middle of the track and swooping from the back. It, it has seemed to be a lot harder to make ground in recent times and, uh, yeah, the Conditions over the next two days don't look like they're drying out too much, so I think it'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be in the soft range and it'll be a pretty testing soft on Saturday. All right, well, let's see if we can find a few winners on the program. So all of your selections and thoughts on racing around the country, you can subscribe at puntingbaron.com.au. We'll tell you how you can do that at the end of the segment. Picked out a couple of races to talk about on the show this week. Five, seven and eight we're going to concentrate on. Let's go to the fifth. Lamaro's Hotel Handicap. This one's over the mile for the three-year-olds. Yeah, good race. Uh, a couple of horses come into this race in really good form. Dashing's been going really well. We saw Euphoric win 
uh, win at Flemington quite impressively uh, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, there's a few horses bring good form into the race. Brung King won well at Sandown last Sunday on the quick backup. Unseen Ruler was beat Brung King at Warnable over the carnival, uh, which was a bit of a surprise. And again, Brung King's come up a little bit shorter here. Uh, I'm playing around all of those, uh, and we're going fairly wide. I think Art Zeno just brings a completely different form reference into the race. So I just don't think there's a lot between these horses that have been racing in recent times. Uh, yeah, we saw an unseen ruler win at you know, decent odds down at Warrnambool beating Brun King. Brun King then won at Sandown, went well in the market. But I'm not sure that forms anything to write home about. Dashing's been going well, but... I don't know. I'm just a little bit sceptical on some of that form around uh, Lethal Thoughts and the like. He ran second to Lethal Thoughts. Uh, we saw Oceans Above deal with Lethal Thoughts quite comfortably at Flemington the other week. And a couple of ruffies in this race come through that race, which I'll speak about shortly. Art Zeno, uh, he's untapped. He's only had the four career starts. He showed a lot of ability in his debut campaign. Uh, fourth to Mr. Maestro at Flemington at listed level where he ran quite well. He then only had the one run in February. He was put out straight after that, but he wasn't far off the likes of Amenable. Uh, Pericles was also in that race. So that form does look a level above what a few of his rivals have come through. Uh, loved his recent jump outs. Think he looks like he's come back well. He's going to need a bit of luck. He's probably going to get back, which might be a little bit difficult. And first up on a testing track, pretty much goes against everything that I spoke about earlier. But I just think he might have that touch of class that a few of these don't. And you're getting around the $12 to $13 mark to find out. So with that in mind, I'm happy to have something on Art Zeno. And I'm going to save on a couple of ruffies that come through the race won by Oceans Above, who we actually backed at Flemington in that same race. I thought Palazzo was a little bit stiff not to finish closer to Oceans Above in that race. She just got held up for a run. She had to ease across heels. I think she was actually following Lethal Thoughts uh, and couldn't quite... He didn't quite take her into the race. She was held up. Uh, meanwhile, Oceans Above was sailing down the middle. Uh, well, Palazzo should have finished a bit closer. And again, come up really big odds around the 20 to $30 mark. Um, with that in mind, uh, I think she can run well here again. Uh, she draws well. She should get a good run. Uh, I'm expecting her to go well. Makusha was the other one. She was He was really big odds in that race. Uh, thought he got through the line okay. Again, he's come up just monster odds, 80, 90 to 1 again here. So at that price, I think he's worth a bit of a peanut. So, yeah, look, it's, it just looks a bit of a tricky race. I think Art Zeno, if he can stay in touch and can be close enough, uh, he can potentially uh, he can potentially run a big race here fresh and think for last. So as well, uh, looks very much over the odds and... Of course, it's just a silly price. They're going to have something on it as well. So at the moment, at time of recording, prices are Zeno's 12, Falazzo's 41. This is on the tab prices I've got up in front of me. And Makusha is 81. Yeah. I said it's a challenging day and we're going to be playing wide. And, uh, I've, I told you, you're speaking my language. I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I just think like dashing's very deep into the preparation. Uh, Euphoric was good. I think Euphoric's the one... I'm most worried about. Uh, yeah, that was a quite a good win at Flemington last start and looks on the way up, but yeah, quite skinny in the market around the $4 mark. So I'd probably rather play a few of those other roughies in what looks a pretty even race. So I don't think there's a lot between these and given some of those at the top of the market are fairly short, I think it's probably worthwhile playing a couple of those roughies and seeing if we can get a result. 
All right, well, let's go to the seventh on the program here. The Ipe Handicap, 1,400 metres. It's a benchmark 84. I know I've seen, sorry about joyous occasions, ton of grit. It's in again. Yes. Uh, that was a good back. day. That was good. Uh, we're not going to be backing him, though, right. uh, today. Ton of grit, unfortunately, just after you pumped him up. Yeah. This is another really even race. Uh, heaps of chances. This is one where I think the map might come into effect and horse, a horse up on speed might be advantage. I reckon Dan Star going to be hard to beat here. I know he was very heavily backed at Warnable last start. Uh, didn't quite go to plan there. He didn't get to the lead. Even though he led them up, he didn't get there as easy as perhaps a few thought he might have. Uh, and pretty much on the home turn, when they were as close to him as what they were, he was going to struggle. I, I just think this race looks to set up a lot better for him. He's down in the weight. He's got no weight on his back. He looks to get a pretty comfortable lead. The map, uh, yeah, the way I've done the map looks like he's going to get there fairly comfortably. Uh, from gate four, he handles the conditions. He's got a really good record at this 1,400-metre trip. I think he, he can roll to the front. He's got a fair bit of fitness on side. He's had... The, uh, he's had a fair few runs this preparation. I think he's going to give them something to catch Den All Star. He's already been well supported in the market. Uh, I know he's around the nine to ten dollar mark at the moment. There was a bit better than that bet yesterday. Uh, I reckon he's going to run a big race here, Den All Star. I think he's definitely going to look the winner at some stage in the straight. Uh, one of our old mates, Chief Altony. She was keen on him at Warnable Fresh, and just uh, he just couldn't. Yeah, he just never—he never really looked like winning, even though he was heavily backed. Uh, he looked like a horse that wanted fourteen hundred. He just seemed to be a little bit one paced when they sprinted at the top of the straight. Thought he got through the line nicely. Gee, race as well here. He loves these conditions. He's got a super record second up. Uh, he can find one better, but when it all falls into place for him, he's a pretty good horse. And uh, if you go back through his form last preparation, he's taken on some pretty handy horses. If he can improve off that first up run, uh, which I think he, which generally he does, his improvement from his first up to his second up runs are generally quite good. Uh, he's going to run well here, Chief Altony. So I think around the seven to eight dollar mark, he's a decent bet. Uh, also going to have something at massive odds on number two, Pro Consent. Uh, now he comes through the same race as Dan Allstar at Warnable on the home corner. Couldn't put enough on him. He travelled sweetly. He actually looked the winner, but, gee, he folded up big time late. He had jumped out really well prior to that first up run, and I'm just the way he travelled into that race, off the back of his jump outs, I reckon he's going well. I just think his fitness completely gave out on the heavy 10 track there. Uh, it's probably not going to be heavy on Saturday, so back into the soft range is probably not a bad thing. Again, massive odds. He's come up 50, 60 to 1. On his day, he's a pretty handy horse. Uh, so I'm going to have something on him at big odds. But I like Dan Star here. I think the map, I think it's a really nice setup for him uh, around the 9 to $10 mark. Chief Elton, he's a good horse on his day. I think it's a pretty good two-bet play, and you can have something on pro consent at massive odds. All right, let's go to race number eight. Marshall White Handicap. This one is over the mile. Big field again, which we see majority of these races from Sandown on the weekend, and this is another here with full field and a couple of emergencies. What are we doing in the eighth? Yeah, I think it's a nice setup for Green Fly. If, if it's not impossible to make ground, I think he did enough first up to suggest that he's come back well. I think the, 
the query that day at Flemington was was the track going to be too dry. It was only just into a soft five, and all his best form has certainly been on soft and heavy tracks. Uh, he, I thought he got through the line really well. It didn't, to my eye, look as if Nicky D was too harsh on him over the final stages. He looked like he was just going through his gears quite nicely there over the 1,400. Uh, second up to the mile looks ideal. He's going to get the soft conditions in his favour. Middle to wide draw, hoping he can blend into the race and be close enough in the straight. If he is, uh, a couple of his main rivals, Braden Star, barrier three, drawn down, drawn down near the inside. Might need a bit of luck from there. Uh, British Columbia, perhaps a slight question mark at the mile. He, his 1,400-metre form is very good. He's just been found out late at his last couple of runs at 1,600. Uh, with that in mind, Greenfly just looks like he might be the one on the way up in this preparation and with conditions to suit. Uh, I think he looks well-placed here second up. Also forgiving our Redonte. I was very keen on him last start at Sandown. He pulled up with a poor post-race recovery, as did I, after backing him. Uh, he had a Who pulled up worse? <laughs> probably me if it was a Saturday. Uh, <laughs> he might have pulled up worse immediately. I probably pulled up worse that day. Uh, he... He's a promising horse, and I think if you can forgive that run, his first up run had a bit of merit uh, on the soft ground, which suits. So I'm just willing to give him another chance. He's come up around the $10 mark. Uh, also thinking he might land close to the speed. He might be a little bit wide, but if he can get some cover, which he just didn't get last start and just didn't have anything to take him into the race, I think he, I wouldn't be surprised to see him bounce back. And obviously you're getting a, a better price about him to find out around that. Uh, 10 to $11 mark, so happy to save on our Redonte, but quite keen on Green Fly. I think if he improves off that first up run, he'll be very hard to beat. Righto, so recapping on the day with plenty of value. Race 5, number 8, Aunt Zeno on top. We can save on that 13 for last, on 14, Makusha. Race 7, this is a, this is probably a two-bet play here, but 15, Danu Star is the on top. We can save on Chief Alpany and the one at the big odds. I think we can have a peanut on as well as the two, which is pro consent. And then race eight, the on topper is three green fly, but we can have a save or include in the exotics, the 14-hour Redonte. What's the best? Yeah, very hard day to find a best bet. I think at the odds, and given the way the race is going to set up, the horse that's going to give you a great sight for your money around the 9 to $10 mark is race 7, number 15, Dan Star. He'll be in front for a long way. Uh, hopefully he's in front for all of the 1,400 metres and uh, we'll be collecting. We'll make him the best on a very tricky day. Race 7, number 15, Dan Star. All right, that's your thoughts on Sandown. Now, said it's a huge day of racing in Queensland. Then we move to Eagle Farm for the Carnival. It's Derby Day, Kingston Smith Day, so it's Produce Day. Uh, a number of other big races on the program there as well. So um, you'll be covering that, I would assume, also. And then everything else that's happening. So for subscribers, or if you're thinking about subscribing, now's a pretty good time to jump on board. It certainly is a massive meeting at Eagle Farm. Gee, that size produce field, that's the Melbourne Cup size field. I've never, mm. never seen a two-year-old field so big. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks a great day up there, uh, some big fields, so there should be a bit of value to be had up there as well. Uh, we'll be covering that as well as quite a few other races at Sandown. I know we've tipped a few roughies on here, but there's a few other roughies we're backing as well on the day. So uh, make sure you jump on and subscribe to get all those from Sandown, as well as that big meeting at Eagle Farm and obviously that 
Uh, Winter Carnival continues to ramp up over the next two weeks. We've got the Stradbroke coming up in a fortnight, uh, so we'll be covering that as well. Um, And this Winter Championship Series will continue to build all the way up to finals day at Flemington, which uh, is undoubtedly the racing highlight of July, I would think. Uh, So great time to jump on board. So uh, subscriptions start from just $6 a week. Where you can sign up for the whole year, which is just $159.95. That works out to be around $3 a week. Uh, go to puntingbaron.com.au and you can check all that out. Yeah, that's the website. Subscribe now, puntingbaron.com.au and Shane's uh, segment each week on Racing Nation presented here with thanks to South East Queensland Virtual Assistance. All right, plenty of value to be had, plenty of money to be made this weekend. Hopefully it's going into our pockets. Hopefully you've helped us find a few winners there and at the prices it looks like we don't have to find too many to make a profit so hopefully that's the name of the game Shane as always thanks for joining us on the program and hopefully plenty of winners this weekend let's hope so mate and if Makusha wins we might be able to take the month off but uh, yes no hopefully uh, hopefully something of value can get up there for the punters uh, good luck and have a great weekend join the nation racing nation with James O'Shea